Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Hello everybody, Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And today I have a very special guest. Today I have Nancy Purpol. And Nancy Purpol is a retired divorce lawyer. Um, and before that, Nancy, you were a critical care nurse? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Great. And now she's an author. Um, she has written a book called Around Which All Things Bend. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the book? Sure. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. My pleasure. Um, the- The book is a um, novel, but it's about relationships and it has a lot of psychology. It has a lot of practical advice in the form of dialogue. And it's about a young man who returns from Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and he's the only heir to a very large uh, ranch in Montana. Four days before he's supposed to marry his fiance, he realizes that he's making the biggest mistake of his life, cancels the wedding, And the book is about all of the consequences that flow from that decision. And um, it turns out that that was the consequences turn out to be very good, but he goes, you know, through a rough patch and, you know, down and up and down and up as we all do when we make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And um, it's getting very good reviews on Amazon. Great. (laughs) Great. I'm thrilled with it, to be honest with you. Okay. And and um, I, you you said earlier in the pre-interview that you're working on a second book. I am. This one is nonfiction. It's the malnourished marriage: five essential emotional nutrients for a healthy relationship. Wow! I and what I do in this book is I compare um, communication to water. I communicate, you know, protein is the building block of the body. Sex is the building block of a relationship. And I go through through five uh, nutrients and I explain how they dovetail into a relationship and how people can start to use different words than they've been using, which has put them in a rut. And for example, you know, if you want to start communicating, um, I explain how you can approach it in, in terms of saying, you know, our relationship is really dehydrated and, you know, get people interested in trying to use different words, you know, hmm. to to start the conversations and to start the need. For example, if the sex is waning, which is always a problem in a relationship, that's, you know, you've really got to keep both people interested. And even if it's not um, physical, it's got to be intimate sex. Um, you know, sometimes when you get older, you know, um, the actual physical part stops, but as long as the intimacy is there, right, the relationship still blossoms and it's very healthy. So uh, that's what I discuss in the book. Oh, I, I will be one of your first readers because <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I, 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 I certainly need um, <clears throat> this. This is 
why I, I again to the audience and, and you this is why i i jumped on this podcast number one i've been wanting to do this for years but number two i have been in and out of relationships my entire life a marriage a civil union i i i have three children and two grandchildren and but i i have i have this pattern of dating um and, and i should separate my sobriety years from my from my my active years so, but even in sobriety over the past eight years, I've had three relationships and you think by now I would have learned or picked up on the mistakes that I've been making. And I, I will, everybody knows this who listens that I own most of the breakups. There's two people, right? It's a two, two way street. I, I could always point the finger at this last relationship and she did this and she cheated and she gasped, but I stayed and I stayed for a long time. And um, so I bear that responsibility. This time I'm taking some time off uh, because my pattern of behavior is to, well, one day, one relationship ends and I'm right back on those dating apps. Don't give myself time to grieve. I find the next woman and right back into a relationship and what happens? You know, we repeat the same mistakes, expecting different results, and it just doesn't work for me. So, um, I, I, I'm doing this to interview people, and and so to help the audience, but also to learn myself where I'm going wrong, what I'm what I'm doing wrong. Um, I, I like to I liked what you said in the, so Nancy and I spoke a little bit before we recorded, and I was talking about why I didn't leave this relationship. And she had mentioned dopamine that I was, uh, so I was addicted to this woman, like the dopamine, explain yes. that. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, Helen Fisher. She's yes. the PhD researcher at mm -hmm. Rutgers. Yep. And she's the one who explains the, she's found the area in the brain, which has to do with falling in love. And it's an area of the brain that is also responsible for hunger and thirst and sex. And dopamine is the chemical that's secreted um, when you're, you're very excited and you're taking a risk and you're, you're motivated by the risk. And dopamine, as you know, is the same area, uh, is the chemical that lights up the same area of the brain as cocaine. Mm. So when you first meet somebody, that you really feel very attracted to and you want them to feel the same way about it, you know, you're, you're generating that dopamine, you know, you're on that high, you know, you mentioned that like for six months, it was fabulous. It was, mm -hmm. you know, you were both on this high and you can't blame yourself because, you know, we're humans and we're made up of a lot of chemicals and dopamine is the chemical that is what pushes you towards pursuing the relationship. The issue is that you have to step back and realize that you're being overstimulated and evaluate the situation when you see you start to see these red flags. The problem with the dopamine, as she explains it, and she's done vast research on this area, it blinds you. You know, love is blind. Mm -hmm. It really is blind. You don't, I'm sure there were red flags during those six months of, of oh. Nirvana, <clears throat> you know, the halcyon days of yore. I'm sure there were red flags, but you didn't see them. 
because the dopamine was clouding your vision. Then the second stage of the, of the relationship is where you get the serotonin. And pardon me, because I'm suffering with some allergies. <clears throat> Excuse me. You get the serotonin, which is what, um, it's, it's more of a calming um, chemical. And it, it's a binding chemical. You know, you start to feel more connected with the person. You still have the dopamine rush if you're having sex or you're enjoying yourself or you're going on dance lessons or you're cooking together and there's banter and there are private jokes. That dopamine keeps flowing. Dopamine also flows when you just touch somebody or you kiss them gently on the cheek. So there are so many times when you could probably see that there's a problem in the relationship, but you're blinded by it because of the chemical dopamine. Serotonin, you know, sort of is more of the calming, more of the getting to know the person. And then the third stage is oxytocin, yeah. where you really are, you know, you're binding with this person, you're bound to this person. Right. It's a very, you know, you feel nurturing towards this person. Did you but, ever feel nurturing towards her? Yeah. Um, when you say nurturing, would I be well, able you want to... to take care of her? Yeah. You want to okay. protect her. Okay. You wanted to help her. You know, so, she so... was maybe starting a new business, maybe, or maybe she needed your help on something. Let's go. And back. you were the hero. Yeah, let's let's go back to those first six months. When we met and we started dating and she started coming over, we would have these conversations on my couch. And I started hearing about all the trauma. Now she's from another country. She grew up in that country 25 years prior to coming here. She was abused by her mother, emotionally abused. Her father was off philandering and the mother took it out on, on her and her brothers. And so she was emotionally abandoned and, and really abused in many different ways. Then she had some trauma in her teenage years. She was actually kidnapped by, by, in the country she was at, this woman had a lot of trauma and she would sit here and cry. And, and, and I, and I mentioned that she was married for 22 years and then the husband cheated on her. So there was just one and her business closed due to COVID. So it was just one thing after the other. And I have, I often say this, I have that Superman syndrome where I will swoop in and that's my lowest lane, right? And I will rescue you. I will take care of you. I will make it all better. And I'm the type of man that's going to make do will allow no harm come to you. And uh, but that's making me very vulnerable. And she took advantage of that. I think um, it does make you vulnerable. Yeah. But you know <clears throat> the thing is, it's not about finding the right person in a relationship. It's being the right person for the relationship. And you realized you weren't the right person for this relationship. No. You weren't going to put up with all of her needs and all of her demands and what she needed and, you know, not meeting you halfway about what your needs were. So, I mean, you know, relationships, especially today when there's so many expectations, you know, and there's so much exaggeration on these rom-coms and, you know, you know, the Instagram and all these wonderful marriages, you know, these weddings and these grand elaborate affairs associated with the wedding, you know, have you ever seen a Disney movie where the happily ever after you actually see what that means? 
you know, there's no happily ever after, you know, relationships are really hard work. And when it seems too easy to be true, my dear friend, Andrew, it is too, it, it, is, it, it true. is not true. Yeah. I mean, it's not true. And, you know, I've had failed relationships. I've been married. I'm in my third marriage. Um, my first marriage, I got married, you know, when my ex-husband was going to Vietnam. Those were way different days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it didn't last. Um, a second marriage, um, I got married to somebody, another lawyer. And two lawyers in the same house is a disaster. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> and I finally got it right. You know, I finally realized that I had to go into therapy for a year and a half, figure out what I was doing to create, to contribute to the end of these relationships and fix it or not do it. <clears throat> and, so I... you know, I think it's it's so important that, you know, when life hands us a hard lesson, it's fatuous to think that we're going to pay life back by not learning the lesson. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I and mean, go ahead. That's what I'm doing now. I, I'm I'm taking a step back. Um, I, I, I often joke with the audience, this is the longest time I've been single in my adult life. And that's basically true because I just haven't stopped dating. Well, especially the past eight to 10 years. I, I was engaged prior to my sobriety to a woman. And of course she wouldn't put up with my drinking. So that broke off, but I, I just, I got sober and I got right back into a relationship. And, and, and so like you, I think and third time's the charm for you. Like you just said before, um, uh, I, I need to take a step back and analyze first of it, what, this is the big another topic which you may want to talk about. I I, I struggle with self love and self worth. Um, I, I've been called a narcissist, and I I I struggle with that because a narcissist is in love with himself or herself. Uh, I I am not. I struggle every morning when I brush my teeth, looking in the mirror, like I I don't like what I see. I'm not. I'm a failure. I can't get it right. You know, I, I, I have this long list of, of grievances about myself. Um, and it's interesting in the 12 step program, we're supposed to do the reverse. We're supposed to take, make a gratitude list and, and make amends to other people. Um, but this is what I'm doing now by this podcast. And, and, and I'm, maybe I'm becoming addicted to podcasting, which is a healthy addiction, I guess. But, um, I'm trying to find out where I, where I'm, where I fit in. In, in the well, romance. I don't know who called you a narcissist, but narcissist is is you know sort of like the diagnosis of the day. I mean, every time yeah. somebody has trouble in their relationship, the other person's a narcissist. Mm. Um, I can tell you that um, from listening to you and um, from understanding what your goal is with this podcast, narcissists do not have empathy. No. You have empathy. I mean, that's the big dividing uh, mark with respect to narcissism. I know this from psychiatric nursing training that I had. I also know about all of the research that I've done. And, you're, you know, I don't know who told you that, if it was said in anger or by a woman or something. No, yeah, I mean, every yeah. woman thinks every man 
who has is not doing what they want or is a little mean is a narcissist. Yeah. And not every man is a narcissist. I mean, I trust trust me, I was married to one. My mm. second husband was the poster boy for narcissism. And I that's not just my opinion, it's the opinion of everyone who knows him. But notwithstanding that, um <clears throat> he had no empathy for people. Mm. And I don't want to go into a character assassination of him, um, but um, the reality is we each have to find, and you said you said it, we each have to find a place where we can forgive ourselves for the things that we don't like about ourselves. Mm. And we really do, you do have to have self-love in order to love another person. I and think that may be where you're going wrong. Yeah. I go into I mean, the relationship not loving myself enough um, or having enough self-respect. If I had that love or self-respect, I would have walked away when I should have, which probably would have been the first couple of dates because, again, while I did say the first six months was like a honeymoon period or that rosy whatever, she told me all that trauma. And then she said to me, oh, can we keep this relationship a secret and not post anything on Facebook? I don't want anybody to know that I'm dating. And so that was a red flag. And oh my God, that's a big yeah. red flag. <clears throat> and then I tell this story when she went to Florida the first time. She she told me she had tickets to Florida before COVID. And then now COVID was they they lifted the ban on, on travel. And she went to Florida. And I said, Hey, let me buy a seat on the uh, on the same flight. We'll go to Florida together. No, I'm going to visit somebody and it's a friend of the family and blah, blah, blah. And when she was down there, she started sending me selfies with her and this guy that she was staying with, who she told me was a psychiatrist and he was a friend of the family. But these pictures were inappropriate. They were like laying on the bed and making like, just imagine it wasn't sexual, but it was very inappropriate to send to your boyfriend. And I called her out on it. And you know what she said to me? If you don't like it, there's plenty of men waiting to take your place. Well, this was over a FaceTime call, so. Well, you know, you know I, I think you're really being too hard on yourself. I think, and that's my opinion. Um, I think we're all hard on ourselves. I think you're beating yourself over the head over a mistake you made. You made it. Yep. You rectified it. And, you know, wearing sackcloth and ashes, you know, over the fact that you made a mistake and you, you, you saw that she was not a healthy person, No, <clears throat> but you wanted to save her. You we wanted have, to try to make her healthier. We, right? even, we even got her into therapy. Um, I took her to my therapist, a, nurse, a psychiatric nurse practitioner. She came to a couple of sessions because we were struggling and my therapist said, oh, she needs trauma treatment. So we we, we found a, a specialist in the United States who treats trauma victims. And she went to, I think, two or three months, and I paid for this. Um, and then she stopped. And and, and it's often, and I, I, I've been in the mental health field for a long time and have been in therapy. When you go to therapy and the, and the therapist and you start peeling back that onion, right? And, and you start getting down to the core of maybe the problem. Many people don't want to deal with what's in the center of that onion. And then they stop there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they mm -hmm. stop. They go, no more. And that's what happened with her. She, she quit therapy after three months. And I asked why. She said, I feel bad that you're paying for this. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to keep going to therapy. And she just refused to go anymore. So, um, 
anyway, I think we got off topic there. <clears throat> um, wow. Okay. Um, where can we go from here? Um, well, we can talk about um, why in the United States, um, if we all know that a first marriage has a 50% chance of making it, you know, in terms of longevity. I mean, 50% of the marriages in the United States get divorced. Okay. And if you got on a plane and you heard the pilot say, we have a 50% chance of getting to the destination, what would you do? But yet every 16 seconds, somebody gets married in the United States. Wow. Every 42 seconds, they get divorced. So, I mean, we still, we have that hope. And that's what you're talking about. You had a hope that this was going to work out. Oh, you yeah. had a desire that it was going to work out. And you thought you could help her. I mean, you may not be full of self-love, but you are full of empathy. And she got you in a position where you were full of empathy for her and her trauma and the fact that she's not from this country originally. And you wanted to help. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that was just, <clears throat> that's something that is part of your personality. And going forward, I think it's something that you're going to have to watch and be careful about. I, yeah, I am. I, and, and I almost I almost fell into the trap. I, I, I'm not dating again, but I'm back <laughs> on the dating apps more to do some research but um and, and i know this may sound like a cop out but the summer's coming here where i am and I, i'm very close to the water and a beach person so i'm looking for maybe a companion for the summer to, to go to the beach and maybe not the summer just a companion and whether i call it um a date or a friend or a companion but i know myself that i got to be careful if this person has any kind of bad history or trauma that I don't want to repair that or again, Superman syndrome. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that I, I can't. That, that's why I'm trying to stay single and, and take a step back. I did meet somebody last weekend and we went on a date. Um, the audience doesn't know this yet, but I, we went on a date. And at the end of the date, I just said to myself, this, this woman's not for me. Um, she good. was beautiful. Yeah, she was beautiful. Um, we we did have a good time together, but um, when she went home, I just didn't feel it, and um, which is unusual because in the past my pattern would have been to just continue to to call her and let's go on another date, let's go on another date, and 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 hopefully a relationship would 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 you know uh, be born. I'm not doing that this time. I'm really, I, I, if anything, I'm going to go on dates and do research and then maybe talk to the audience and, and experts about, I'd like to get into maybe once I get past this, the original episodes of this podcast were all about this relationship and why I stayed and, and, and I wanted to help other people recognize the red flags, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point I'm going to have to stop with that. You know, be, they're going to get bored of it. I want to then maybe <laughs> transform into, the, the, they will. I, this is episode number 26. And that's all I've been talking about is this relationship. I'm going to start transforming uh, into dating 
apps and and maybe just discuss the dating world and i don't know you're you're married so luckily you don't have to deal with the dating apps in the dating world it, it is horrible out there it's not a pretty scene that's what i hear yeah that's it's what not I hear. It, there is just and then nancy i don't have any trust i do not trust anybody this this last relationship the trust was gone she stripped because of all her shenanigans. I don't trust. So for me to get into, to, to, I don't even trust that the person that I'm texting on the dating app is the person who, you know, on the other mm -hmm. end, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a lot of work to do, um, but I'm going to do some work and research at the same time. So, well, I think you know anyone who's really dating today really needs to do, do the Be Verified app to see if they're who they say they are. Um, I think that's essential just to be careful. Um, you know, there are so many um, scams out there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, <clears throat> you have no idea, you know, if somebody's really, you know, on the dating app and they're really, <laughs> they're really after money and they want to get involved with you um, for the purpose of getting money from you. I mean, that happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've already, I've already, um, came across two of them already. So uh, the dating apps themselves have the little page where they show you the tips and, and what to avoid and what to look out for. But I've already been contacted by several women who immediately want my phone number or immediately <clears throat> want to get off the app. And that's one of the red flags. And then even one of them mentioned something about, do you have one of those Zelle or cash apps? And, and, you know, that. so yeah, I'm, as they say, I wasn't born yesterday, so I know a little bit about that. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, but you're right. It's just terrible out there. It wasn't like that 15 years ago because I did. I did date on dating apps 15 years ago. It was completely different. You could trust the scammers weren't out there, um, or if they were, they weren't like in abundance like they are now. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a, um, we've lost our moral compass we have. in this country. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, unfortunately, um, you know, the last, I'd say, six years have really um, changed the the culture and the social norms in this country. They really have yeah. changed. Well, the leadership of this country has swung from one end to the other inside of four years, right, or five years. Um, I, I, you know, not to get into politics, but I'm I'm lost as to what direction this country is heading in. Um, you know, so yeah, you're right. The moral compass is is it's not working. So, um, well, wow, Nancy, you gave me a lot to think about. Um, and, and gave us some good insight. Um, can you think of anything that uh, any- Well, I, I, I would just say that I have a lot of um, blogs. I write I write a blog a month and they're, they're all about relationships and, and um, they're about how a relationship changes when you have a child, which is really profound. You know, how, how a relationship changes uh, in different stages of your life. So I have a website, it's Nancy Perpal, and that's spelled P-E-R-P-A-L-L.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Nancy Perpal Author, and Instagram is Nancy Perpal Author. I'm so original, aren't I? <laughs> In any event- um, Right to the point though, that's good. 
Okay. But, um, you know, if you're interested in some of the psychology, which I do discuss in the novel about relationships and about how to decide if this person is the right person for you. And the fiance in this particular book sounds very similar to the person that you were dealing with. Yeah. And I, I was the protagonist that. in my book realizes it right before he's supposed to marry her. And then bails. And bails. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I, I deal a lot with, you know, the psychology of bailing, um, you know, the guilt that comes from that, um, because, you know, everybody's expecting this wedding and, you know, the mother, his mother is expecting grandchildren soon. And so I go, I really go into a lot of the issues as associated with, you know, getting married, extended families, expectations. I think the biggest problem right now in our country in terms of relationships is unrealistic expectations. I think and we have a lot of unrealistic expectations of a, of a spouse or a partner. Is that coming from social media? Is that coming from television, movies? or is oh, coming... everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely everything. Yeah. Wow. It, well, it, it certainly isn't. I'm a chivalrous person. I'm, I was brought up. My father taught me how to treat a lady. My mo mom and dad were married 50 something years. 60 years before they passed. And uh, my dad taught me how to treat a woman very early on in my life. And um, he was, he was a physician and she was his nurse. He had, he had a practice and I've, I've never seen, I, I was fortunate. I, I was brought up in a nice household, a very, um, what's the, what's the word? Healthy, healthy household. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad taught me how to treat a woman um, and I have three younger sisters who, uh, that if I didn't, when I was growing up, if I didn't treat them right, boy, did I get it from mom and dad. So, and, and the sisters. So, um, okay. So, you know what, uh, Nancy, thank you. I'm, I'm going to put, you know, I'm, which, if you can, um, I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes, thank um, you. your current book, your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, and I know that I will be looking for, um, I'm interested in the blogs that you talked about. Are they on your website? They are on my website. Yes. Good. I think you might be interested in the book. I mean, you can get the Kindle for practically nothing. Yeah. Or, you know, is it on audio? And buy the book. <laughs> what? I, I'd be happy to. Is, is it on audio version yet? Uh, there's audio. Yes. And there's also, you know, it's on Amazon I'm and it's around which all things bend. Okay. And I, if you read, if you read the reviews, these are written by people who are not my friends or family because all my friends and family were reading the book as I was writing it. So right. <laughs> yeah. hardly anyone has read the book as it's finished since they've already know what it's about. I, but I, these, are, these are people that I don't know. So read good. them. It's, it's, it's really, it, it's, uh, how shall I say, rewarding. It's, it's, it's rewarding that I got through to some people. I'm, I'm well that yeah, it is rewarding and I will I'm, I promise you when we get off this call I will look it up I am um one of those people with a little bit of ADHD so for me to sit down and read a book um I've done it and I will do it from occasion like before I go to bed but it usually puts me to sleep in 15 minutes I like the audio version because I travel a lot and I walk a lot and I 
ride a bicycle a lot and I'm not a music person anymore because I don't know about you, but the music today is just horrible. Mm. So I listen to my podcast and I listen to books in audio. Um, one of my most favorite books is called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, it. Yeah, actually, I, I have. I have read Fantastic that. Fantastic book. Yeah. So yeah. I will I will download your book on audio and I will listen to it and I'm 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 excited to hear it. Um, at this point, anything can help that I that can help me move move forward one step at a time and um, finish this grieving process and healing process and then finally fulfill that self love that that is missing inside of me. So. Just Nancy. show yourself some of the empathy you show for your audience and, you know, why you're doing this podcast. I mean, you know, podcasting is is really hard work. I mean, people it think is. anybody can do it, but you really have to be dedicated to it. And as you and I both know, sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out or, you you know, you, you miss, <laughs> you know, there's a misconnection or something. So you, it's really, I, I give you a lot of credit for doing it. I don't think it's something I could do. Thank you. I, I, I work a full-time job and I started this podcast, I guess it's almost three or four months ago now. I did not know what I was getting myself into. And um, it, it's like, I've, I don't know how to say this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm home every night now working on scheduling and, and, and uh, booking and researching uh, for my next episode. And, and it's all, it's rewarding, but I didn't realize I, I thought oh, I put an episode out a week and I'll be, no, it's like a second job. <laughs> so, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm enjoying it. So. I don't know how you work full time and do this, but anyway, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it enormously. And, um, you know, I will, I wish you a lot of luck and I'll say a prayer for you. Thank you. And maybe, uh, in, in six months or so, maybe I'll have you back with an update. So oh, that'd be see. great. I would love yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. I'll, I'll I'll friend you on Facebook. We'll stay in touch. Great. Nancy, Take thank care. you so much for coming on. Andrew here. Um, I would like to thank everybody for their support. I've been getting um, a lot of feedback on this podcast. And um, so I, I'm but I would like to ask anybody who is on either Apple or uh, any platform that allows you to leave a review. If you think I'm doing a good job or you like what you're hearing, please leave me a review. Um, of course, five stars would be nice, but I can't ask for that unless you think I deserve it. But please, um, to help this podcast get up into the platform world, reviews help the algorithm push it up. So, um, and as of right now, we're not doing any advertising. So it's, um, this is all coming from me and my labor after work. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's come on, the experts, the, the guests, the anonymous guests. And um, just, uh, I'm delighted that I've gotten up. This is episode number 27. I never thought I would get this far. So thank you very much and stay tuned for the next episode um, coming in a few days. I have quite a few lined up for you. Ciao.